0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. A little bit about the podcast, if you're new here, basically, I share with you all weird, unusual, and wacky stories from my small hometown, Brown County in Indiana. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories, feel free to drop me a line at locallegendswithlark@gmail.com. at gmail.com. As always, all of the articles used in today's episode will be linked in the description should you want to read them and check them out for yourself. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's jump right in, right on in. Today we're going to be covering a, another Bigfoot story. So if you're unfamiliar, um, I love Bigfoot. I'm a fan of Mr. Sasquatch himself. Does he exist? I don't know. However, I love reading about him, reading up on him, reading about people's experiences and sightings of him in particular is extremely fascinating to me. On this podcast, we have had two previous episodes. I did a two-parter, I believe, last summer or end of summer. I did a two-part series on good old Mr. Bigfoot. We covered in episode one all of the sightings and news stories. That's right, folks, news stories of Bigfoot and his, you know, adventures around Brown County. So that was episode one. Episode two, I had compiled a series of sightings that were told to me personally by people that were close to me that had not shared them out publicly before. So I compiled all those stories and shared them anonymously in episode two. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, recommend checking those out if you are fans of Mr. Bigfoot as well. Anyway, today's story is a new one I found. That was posted fairly recently on a DNR hunting website, which I thought was interesting. It was like an open forum site where you could post um, sightings of wildlife in the area. As It kind of like worked as a forum where the DNR would like re- take in the reportings that people had reported and then investigate them, if that makes sense. So that was the site that this Bigfoot story was posted on. Which I was just like, wow, that's, you know, intriguing. So I was already interested. And then this story was interesting, too, in that it was like kind of, I guess, a copy and paste of a news article that was posted in the Hoosier Times. So, you know, you get a little bit of everything in this story. Uh, so anyway, anyway, let's break it down. Let's start from the top and break it down together like we always do and just kind of see what we're working here with you know, with good old Mr. Bigfoot. So let's just get into it, shall we? Okay, starting from the top. So the article that was originally referenced in this post was called Ape, Bear, Bigfoot Sightings Pose Mystery. Indiana residents nervous after spotting creature and forest south of Lake Monroe. So again, if you're not familiar, Lake Monroe is a lake that is in Brown County, Indiana, and also touches into Monroe County, which is a county that's about, oh, I don't know, 15-minute drive over. So this article was published in the Hoosier Times newspaper on Friday, February 1st, 2002, by Kurt Von Der Dusen. The article focused on residents near Lake Lake Monroe and the Hoosier National Forest who are experiencing a series of Bigfoot-related activity, which is just like, I'm invested. I'm here for it. Let's break it down. What are these people seeing, and how is good old Mr. Bigfoot involved? After several sightings... And reports of a creature in the forest near Lake Monroe, Indiana. Fish and Wildlife Division officials and Indiana University anthropologists are aware that the creature residents are spotting along Chapel Hill Road, a remote area of the Hoosier National Forest. Could be a large ape of some kind. Now already, we are setting up a foundation of research here, fellows. This is not just some random Joe Schmo out in the woods drunk off his nuts hunting and stumbles upon good old Mr. Bigfoot. No, 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 no. This is a university division of anthropologists and a group of Indiana Fish and Wildlife official, okay? This is about as official as Bigfoot hunting will ever get in terms of getting professionals on the scene. The most recent sighting that was recorded occurred at 3.30 p.m. at the home of Rick Deckard. His home is located south of Lake Monroe in the Hoosier National Forest. Two of Rick's friends were visiting and on their way to Rick's home, they spotted what they described as an animal of some kind that was about 200 feet away from Rick's home. The creature was located at the back of his property and they said that the animal is in a crouching position resting on its hind legs. It had long front legs that were hanging down in front of it. And it was covered in very long, dark, almost black hair. And they guessed its height to be around five feet and estimated its weight to be around 200 pounds. When the creatures saw them, it quickly turned away from them and moved quickly away down a slope towards the woods. One of Rick's friends stated that as the creature moved away from them, he saw that it had a patch of white fur on top of its head and down its neck. It left tracks behind that were still visible the next day. The tracks were about four by five inches with four toe impressions and a heel mark. As the track of a bear has five toes the creature being a bear, was ruled out. When investigated by the IU anthropologists, I assume, and the wildlife division officials, the tracks, although similar to that of a cougar, differed in that many of the toe impressions were tipped by deep punctures, seemingly from claws. So you could, like, see the impression of a claw in the footprint, In one of the prints, the claw had a deep incision of one to one and a half inches long. That is a long claw. No, thank you. Mr. Bigfoot, you need to learn how to trim them nails, girl. A DNR wildlife biologist that studied the track said that cougars do not leave claw marks when they walk, therefore ruling out that the track left behind by the animal was that of a cougar. So here's what we know so far. There were four toes, which rules out already bear and cougar, as bears and cougars have five toes. And it also ruled out it even more so being a cougar, because cougars, when they're walking, if you notice your house cat will do this too, when they're walking, they don't have their claws out. They walk with their claws retracted. So whatever this creature was, it was not a bear and it was not a cougar. While a person's boot did not leave behind tracks in the same mud that the tracks were in, this was a thing they tested. They tried to leave tracks themselves in in the similar area and they weren't able to, like people didn't weigh enough to, the people didn't weigh enough to be able to press down as deep as the tracks that were left behind were able to be. The animal that left the tracks were pressed into the mud half an inch or more. When, When people tried to do it, it didn't work. Like that. but They couldn't press it in as deep. The prints were also more than double the size of Rick's German Shepherd's tracks. Now, what's interesting to note is Rick's German Shepherd saw the creature as well and was only 30 feet away from it. However, the dog appeared extremely frightened and stood completely still, never barking once at the creature. One of Rick's friends that saw the creature stated that it was twice as big as Rick's dog and that they had never seen an animal like that in their life and that it scared the crap out of them. Rick was still nervous the following day as he stated that the sighting got me scared because what if the creature grabbed a kid and dragged him down into the woods? The eyewitnesses of the creature reported its movements and appearance as ape-like. Sounds like Sasquatch to me! Sounds like Sasquatch to me. Or an escaped chimpanzee that is five feet tall and weighs 200 pounds, which in and of itself is my personal nightmare. The eyewitnesses at a nearby store called Harding Ridge store, employee Christy Klein reported a sighting as well. She was the third person in the past six months to have reported seeing the creature. Now, what's interesting to note is that all of the reports in this time frame described the same exact creature down to the detail of the white patch of fur on top of the creature's head. Christy went on to tell of a woman that had seen the creature near the Harding Ridge store and that the woman reported the creature being unafraid of her and that it didn't immediately run away when it saw the woman. Christy also reported that one night a delivery driver had come into the store terrified saying that they had seen Bigfoot. She stated that she didn't personally think it was Bigfoot but that whatever it was was scaring everybody around. Which if, like, it's not Bigfoot, we have a serious issue on our hands. Who's five foot tall in the neighborhood dressing up as Sasquatch running him up? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a scarier thought, to be honest. I would, any day of the week, choose Bigfoot over a person impersonating Bigfoot trying to scare people. That's worse. That's a, that's a worse situation you have on your hands. Now, many locals to the area discounted the notion of the creature being Bigfoot as well, stating that it clearly was an animal of some kind. To which I say, is not Bigfoot himself a creature? Sasquatch is not a human, y'all. I I know, I hate to burst everybody's bubbles. But for those few out there who think that if Bigfoot exists, if Mr. Sasquatch exists, he's not going to be classified as an animal. What? I'm confused. One of the eyewitnesses stated that they don't believe in no Bigfoot or nothing, end quote. A veteran state conservation officer stated that a Bigfoot sighting wouldn't be unusual, which that in and of itself, let me repeat that. A veteran state conservation officer stated that a Bigfoot sighting wouldn't be unusual and didn't rule out the possibility that the creature being sighted was a Bigfoot. Stating, direct quote, I've had a lot of complaints over the years of Bigfoot a lot of them in that area specifically, end quote. Three other DNR officials and wildlife biologists offered no explanation of what the locals were seeing. None of them discounted the possibility of there being a non-native animal in the area. The Bloomington Fish and Wildlife Division were sent an impression of the tracks the animal had left on Rick's property. After studying the tracks, the division stated that they were not ruling out that it could possibly be an escaped exotic animal. One of the eyewitnesses stated that they were a bow hunter and a lifelong resident of the area. They stated, I know a bear when I see one. I also know a panther when I see one. This isn't a bear, nor is it a panther. We've got a panther back here too. I've seen it, but this is not a panther. This animal walks on its rear legs, (laughs) which is horrifying. Is it a werewolf or is it Bigfoot? You tell me. Tonight on, what am I going to be killed by in the midst of the woods in Brown County? (laughs) Rick's friend who saw the creature stated that he believed that the creature runs on all fours. Again, horrific. I always assumed that if Bigfoot was going to be chasing me in the woods, he'd be running on two feet. (laughs) You know, his two legs, like a human. The thought of a Bigfoot chasing after me in the dark in the middle of a remote area of woods, on all fours, I would just throw up, have a heart attack, and die on the spot. I assume if if a if a two hundred pound Bigfoot is chasing me on all fours, it's over. He's gonna go way faster than I could. Also, here's a good co- here's a question: If he's running on all fours, and we've been told this whole time Bigfoot runs on his rear legs, its real legs, hind legs. Is this going along the lines of, are they seeing a werewolf? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. An Indiana University anthropologist was called into the scene to study the prints and stated that after looking at the tracks and other evidence involved, that they agreed an ape was the strong possibility of the culprit. Stating, direct quote, it very well could be, this sounds very much like an orangutan. However, I want to know what mushrooms this man is on because um, did we or did we not state previously in this article that we're reading from that the ape-like creature in question was, and I quote, described as having black hair. With a white patch on its head. Now I want you to go online and look up an orangutan. And find me and send me one that has long black hair and a white patch on its head. Because orangutans are noted as having reddish brown hair. So this IU, this Indiana University anthropologist clearly just is like on something. Or has never seen an ape. Ever. Which is concerning. That they would then call themselves an anthropologist. Like I said, it should be noted that orangutans have reddish-brown hair while the creature in question was described as having long black hair with a white patch on its head. It would have made more sense if this IU anthropologist had stated that the creature in question was a skunk, because then at least you'd have the colors right. Rick Deckard stated that he didn't believe in the ape theory, as the only ape he knows of that weighs more than 200 pounds is a gorilla, to which I say, sir, have you never heard of Sasquatch? Sasquatch, if he's theoretically real, is in the ape family. And we all know... The Bigfoot weighs a whole lot and is very tall and lanky. And I, I've never seen him described as having a white patch on his head, but who knows? Anything's possible. One of the DNR officials stated, I've seen all kinds of animals out of this county. Bears, cougars, lions, all escaped from owners. We don't know what this creature is, which is comforting. <laughs> you can sleep well tonight knowing that no one knows what this creature is everyone's seeing, but they, they recognize that it's real and is definitely there and exists, but they have no idea. They don't know. Now, I wanted to break this down a little bit more, because I wanted to note that typically Bigfoot is described as being anywhere between six to nine feet tall, covered in black, dark brown, or dark reddish in color hair, long arms, with feet measuring anywhere up to 24 inches in length and eight inches wide. Typically, Bigfoot prints that have impressions have impressions of claws with four toes. That is very specific to Sasquatch and good old Mr. Bigfoot. <laughs> okay? Sasquatch tracks that are found have four toes. Which makes the tracks unlikely of them being a cougar or a bear. Because again, cougar and bear don't leave behind claws, especially cougars. And they don't have four toes. They got five, girl. They got five. So, if we're looking at the descriptors of a Bigfoot. Compared to the descriptions and identifiers that these eyewitnesses of this creature have seen. It lines up. Now, you're like, Lark, the only thing that doesn't line up with this creature that's being seen is it's five feet tall. Bigfoot's a tall girl, you know, he got long legs. He's six to nine feet tall, to which I say to you, what if this is a adolescent? It's a youngin'. Girl, he hasn't grown yet. He needs more calcium. He's, you know, a little, a little baby. He's young. He hasn't grown up yet. Because I assume that when a Bigfoot is born, it doesn't pop out of its mother's vajayjay at nine feet in height. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a mammal like everybody else, and it has to grow, girl. So, I'm assuming, and we're going to go with the Bigfoot theory here. Let's put our tinfoil caps on. We're going to go with the Bigfoot theory here because four toes, check. Long, dark hair, check. Walks on its hind legs, check. Has long, um, front legs, which... Our arms. Check. Appears like an ape. Check. Has a white patch on his head. You know, sure. I've not seen that being described with Bigfoot, but everything else checks out. Five feet tall. That's not a problem. It's a youngin'. So what do you think? Do you agree with me with my tinfoil hat on right now that it is a young Bigfoot? Or do you think someone had a pet gorilla and they let it out? Now, here's my question with that theory. Who's allowed to have a pet gorilla, first of all? Second of all, who's allowed to have a pet gorilla and who would have one in Brown County, Indiana? <laughs> just, I don't, you know what I'm saying? This is a weird, weird area. You know, I just feel like having a pet gorilla is just, like, not, shouldn't be allowed. It's not safe. And it definitely doesn't sound legal. It's just as scary, honestly, if it is an escaped gorilla. (laughs) Can you imagine? That thing would cause mass destruction. Like, I love gorillas, but, like, I don't want to see one in the wild. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm mm-mm. Thank you. It's scary, so be careful out there. And if you see a gorilla and or Mr. Sasquatch, maybe just, I don't know, leave them alone. Just leave them alone. Turn and walk the other way. You know, ignorance is bliss. It just might save your life. So yeah, I just wanted to share those stories with you. I thought that they were interesting, kind of scary, and it kind of ties into where I'm going in a direction for these monster stories, because yes, you've heard that right. Monster stories are coming, okay? It is almost the most wonderful time of the year, which is fall time. And when I tell you that I have some creepy, scary, and mysterious stories to share with you, which may or may not include a werewolf tale, that's right, folks, Good old Mr. Werewolf's making a scene in brown county i am just so excited i have so many good stories and tales and creepy things to tell you paranormal activity that's going on in brown county as we speak but in the meantime if you are in that area and you're hiking or high on shrooms or going hunting just be careful okay you never know what you're gonna stumble upon could be ghosts could be um, a werewolf could be bigfoot you never know okay the woods are a mysterious thing and there's a lot of stuff out there that we just still don't know so be careful stay safe and as always stay hydrated and I'll check with you next time. Bye.